Hello, fellow Gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend me your ear, because here on Grow My Grit Podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to us is identifying the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Welcome to the Grow My Grit podcast. I'm so grateful that you've made time for yourself and for us. With us today is Katty Dorgi, entrepreneur, author, and facilitator. Her memoir, The Butterfly Years, A Journey Through Grief Toward Hope, details her personal journey through grief. Katty hopes to inspire others to work through their grief and find hope on the other side. She is also the president of Artisan Creative, a staffing and recruiting agency focused on digital, creative, and marketing talent based in Los Angeles. Katty, thank you so much for making time for us, and I'm just so grateful to have you here. How are you? Absolutely. Thank you. I'm great. I'm excited to be here with you, and thank you for the invitation. You're welcome. All right, so the first question we always ask, because the theme is grit, how we do hard things, knowing that each one of us has a unique approach to doing hard things, I would love for you to share your grit with our listeners. What's your G word? R word, I word, and T word that capture your default setting in the face of obstacles. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so I had to think about this and realize that it came naturally. I really didn't mm. have to make sure those words fit into, into the GRIT. So for me, growth uh, is a core value. I'm a learner, so just continual growth. So growth would be for the G. Uh, responsibility is my number one strength in my strengths finders. So responsibility is the R. And uh, inspiration for I, I kept going back and forth saying, is that intention being intention intention or is it inspiration? And inspiration won out. And transformation is the T. And transformation is a word that through writing the memoir and creating my journal, um, I kept I kept coming back to this word. So I'll explain more later if you'd like to know about it. But T is for transformation. I think this is actually a great time to learn more about it because what I also learned when you completed your grit growth guide is that, like you mentioned, growth is a primary value. And you also talked a bit about some other values, really looking that responsibility, adaptability, and positivity are your top three values. So I'd love for you to give us a little more background about your transformation and then really speak to how it really captures responsibility, adaptability, and positivity. Yeah, absolutely. So the memoir for your readers who may, uh, for your listeners who may not know about it, is really my story of uh, having to face the death of six family members in a pretty short period of time. Specifically, my stepmother died in January of 2011, my father died in February of 2011, and my mother died in April of 2011. So bam, 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 right, uh, mm. you know, in a, in a very, very short period of time. And what I realized 
going through it and pretty I would say pretty simultaneously as death was happening around me I I could feel life happening around me like my senses were really really heightened everything from the bite of food that I was eating just tasted different it tasted better which was really odd Mm. Um, flowers were brighter the green of the grass was brighter and I just couldn't figure out what was going on and I realized and this is where the transformation piece of it comes into into play and I think my responsibility comes into play I realized and it may not sound the same for for everyone and it may just sound odd but to me it felt like I had a responsibility to live life not just for me Mm. but for all the other people who couldn't live anymore Mm -hmm. and that I realized that transformation specifically really meant that I needed to go inside I needed to go within and that's when I really started this practice of meditation uh, practice of journaling just I really had to just be very very Mm self-reflective in order to emerge hence why the whole butterfly motif with the book and the journal it's you gotta go through that darkness in order to come out of it Um, even though I didn't know what was happening at the time I didn't really have a word for it I sensed it Yes. And I think that's really powerful because the transformation, again, focusing on that level of how specific some of those changes are to your individual journey. So as an author, I really appreciate that you've also taken that lens of what we're offering our readers, what we're offering people who are accessing our experiences, recognizing that there's a unique element to our individual journeys. Again, that transformation is something that I can really look at as a function of what's happened to me and where I'd like to be going forward. I really, I really like that definition and that um, opening, that that awareness. That's fantastic. And then you mentioned your book, as we talked about a couple of times, and I'd love to know um, which section of your memoir do you find will give readers the most insight into your grit? So remembering that your grit is growth, responsibility, inspiration, and transformation, and your memoir is quite personal. Is there a specific section that you feel would give listeners the most insight into your grit? Yeah, right in that very first chapter. Uh, the, the story starts pretty dark. It starts with, yes. with death. Or at mm-hmm. least at the time uh, when I was writing it, I thought it was starting pretty dark with death. And my, my relationship with death has changed uh, over mm. the years. Uh, and experiencing death is a very personal it's a personal journey uh, for uh, gr- going through grief is a personal journey for everybody. Yes. everybody yes. experiences it differently, but I had never seen anyone die and watching yeah. that last breath be taken. Mm. It was a really hard thing to watch, but it was also a very beautiful thing to watch. It just really encapsulated the circle of life. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen birth before, yeah. but I've yes. never seen death before. Yeah, and um, so I would say at that moment, and kind of my 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 reaction to it, I think the the whole what I shared about the flowers and the green grass and all of that yes. that happened as we were driving home from the hospital. Oh my gosh! So it happened immediately. Oh my gosh! So it was I, I have a hard time like explaining what happened, but something I I feel like when I say this in the book is I feel like. I 
had to grow up suddenly. I, I had to come into my own suddenly. I didn't have parents anymore. And that adult orphan thing, I didn't even realize it was such a term as an adult orphan, yeah. but clearly yeah. there is. <laughs> It's a thing. Yeah. Yep. And again, you've identified so many obstacles that are specific to your journey, but also are things that other people have experienced. And that adult orphan piece, this is something that, again, you don't really think about the terminology until you realize that, yes, there are adults who lose their parents. And as a result of that, there's this element of who am I? Where do I go? So that in itself was devastating. And moving forward is a series of opportunities and obstacles that just you can't even imagine sometimes. Do you find that really was what happened for you? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it was this this, this, really this opportunity. And it sounds sounds strange to see opportunity in in death. But I think that's where my positivity comes into play and my adaptability comes into play Mm -hmm. is if we can't see growth, within that journey. If we can't see hope within that journey, then it's hard to just wake up the next morning and say, okay, yes. I, I, got, I got to do this. Uh, yeah. But the other side of it is, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner. Mm-hmm. I have a responsibility to my team, to my staff, as much as I had a responsibility to my other family members who yes. were with me that happened. So it's not as if I could say, okay, I'm done. I'm, you know, I'm going to just pull the covers over my head. Mm. because I can't that's the the R and the responsibility is you know is a huge motivator for me uh, if I if even if I'm not doing it for myself uh, and that often happens you know I yes. put other people <laughs> before me but it's it's because of them that I get going um, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. thank you for journey. that It is a journey. Yep. And I, again, I appreciate quite a lot, but I just really want to focus on that conversation around your responsibility is inward facing on occasion, but more often than not, it's the outward facing responsibility. So in the presence of an obstacle, one of the first experiences you have is paying attention to being mindful of what are my responsibilities to myself and to others, which is often an obstacle in itself is committing to really being aware and being present to others. But it's also a kind of a a compass at that point, because now you're looking toward what is being asked of me, how can I be adaptable, and what are the opportunities that we don't often look or see when we're on one side of the obstacle. So again, just I really appreciate your your clarity in that packaging of your, your operationalizing your values, you're moving from them, and transformation is kind of that, that word that summarizes it. Yes, exactly. And you know, I want to make sure that as the listeners are listening, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it wasn't a flip the switch and suddenly transform, right? It yes. really was something I had to work really, really hard at it. Um, and I know you speak about this in, in your practice, um, you know, finding your flow, you know, just really, you know, mm-hmm. that I, I had to find what was right for me. Yeah. And I really found meditation and journaling being a huge, huge opportunity and a huge um, help because I didn't want to burden other people. And maybe that's the whole responsibility Mm. piece too. I didn't want to burden other people with what I was going through, but the, the simple act of just sitting down and writing and in my mind, you know, finishing some of those 
you know, or continuing some of those conversations that I could never have with mm-hmm. was super cathartic and really, really helpful. So whatever it is that each person needs to do to find their flow uh, and to really be able to, to continue on that path, that's the important piece. That is, that is. And again, you've given me a really neat segue into another question I had. When you feel paralyzed by self-judgment as you're moving through grief, which of your grit words gets activated first? Again, so as you are in that space you just described of being paralyzed and really being stuck and being unsure and then self-judgment kicks in to the point that you feel like a burden, um, which of your grit words do you find gets activated first? Responsibility, for sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, responsibility for sure. Responsibility to just get out of bed. Responsibility of, you know, going to the office. I worked the day my mom died. Oh my goodness. Isn't that crazy? Uh, well, I, I know it was a coping it's mechanism, not, yeah. right? It was much easier to focus on a PowerPoint project. Yes. <laughs> than it was having to focus yeah. on other things going on. Uh, yeah. But that was my coping mechanism. But also I had the responsibility to the 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 client whose project we need to, to deliver. They had a deadline. They had a, you know, I think it was a trade show or something they had to go to. Okay. So okay. the responsibility for sure. That's been a, a parachute for me, I think, in, in many, many instances. Okay. And I like the word parachute because again, you've got this two parts, two things you said I want to pick up on. First of all, is that on occasion, sometimes the hardest thing is to be in the event that has just happened. And to your point, there are several responsibilities that you know you're going to process your feelings at some point, but the act of moving through some other elements of your identity may actually be the most valuable at that moment in time. So things can settle. And maybe at the end of the workday, that's really when you absolutely are in that space of here is what I'm I'm feeling. So I wouldn't say it's crazy. I think it's strategic in that you've, again, you know yourself well enough. Yeah. Crazy is a strong, crazy is a great place to be, but I also feel like it has a negative connotation. So I would propose that you, you, you absolutely know your grit, you know yourself so well that you've actually given yourself access to managing how you get through that obstacle. And I also like that idea of a parachute because you are essentially descending, but it's a controlled descent in some element and there's an external force but you're still involved in where you land mm-hmm. yeah and th- there's a free fall portion to, to that too before you there, pull that parachute there is a free fall portion indeed and it's yeah. that knowing when and knowing yourself and knowing that okay this is the time <laughs> so important oh my goodness and then speaking <laughs> of journeys yeah speaking of journeys i'm curious along your journey through grief toward hope do you feel as though hope is a destination or do you feel as though it's a path to another experience? A path. A path. Definitely a path. Um, I, my, my experience with grief has been that there's really not a, you don't heal from it. Mm-hmm. it it's not like one day I'm not going to grieve anymore. The intensity certainly lessens over time. Okay. But there are things that trigger all the time. I get triggered all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I see something that takes my memory to a particular person, right? Yeah. And so it's really just a, it's a path to learn how to live with it and to live alongside it. Mm-hmm. So, and 
you know, that the eye and and grits, the inspiration piece of it, you know, hope is really tied into that for me. It's yes, being inspired by you know, but being inspired by those memories. I don't ever ever want to forget those memories, mm. even though momentarily it takes me to a place of sadness. Yeah, I think it's okay. I think it's mm-hmm. okay. I only feel sad because I loved so much. Yes. I, I, yeah. I don't want to forget that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's that opportunity to really speak to that this only hurts so much because I have lost someone significant because I am no longer able to send that message or make that connection physically. I have my spiritual context. I can send what I need to send. But sometimes sadness is that um, I'm alive. Sadness is that reminder that I'm alive and I'm still yeah. able to be here in what I'm feeling. Yes. yes. Thank you for sharing so much of that. Now, my last question, I really want to hear more about artisan creative because the fact that you could choose work in a space of really not knowing how you were going to feel and what your day was going to be like implies that your work is powerful, your work is meaningful, your work is fulfilling. So I'd love for listeners and for me a little more about artisan creative and how you got there, how you're making it happen that would be great. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Yes, it's incredibly meaningful work. Uh, Artisan Creative is a staffing and recruiting company. We mm-hmm. focus on working with creative marketing and digital talent and find opportunities for them with, with companies, with design firms, with agencies. Um, and the reason why it's so important is I realized over the years that people's lives are impacted sometimes one one job placement at a time mm. but we never know what's happening on the other side we don't know if you know it's the last dollar in their bank state in, in their bank accounts we don't know yeah. if they're so miserable at their current job that they're really looking for something new so really this opportunity to impact lives uh, is is huge that's why we do what we do yeah you know, it impacts our clients' lives. You know, their their jobs could be on the line if they don't deliver their their deadlines and mm-hmm. so forth. But certainly, our candidates as well. So it's really this this beautiful connection, this this introduction between one entity to another, and really just seeing how it flourishes and where it goes. Yeah, this is our twenty, or it'll be our twenty seventh year in February. <gasps> Congratulations. And do you feel like as an entrepreneur, do you feel like, not do you feel like, I'm sure this is a yes. How has your business changed? How have you had to shift your model to be in business for 27 years is quite an accomplishment. And I'm sure you're a different organization than you were. Maybe your values are the same. You've spoken to that connection piece, but what has it looked like over the last 27 years to continue to offer and receive as you've been doing for so long? So the digital space has changed a lot. Uh, you know, when mm-hmm. we first started, you know, desktop Mac, desktop publishing, mm-hmm. just coming into into play. So having kind of watched that, um, I just seeing uh, we have pictures of our desktop computers over the years. <laughs> ah. know, the big gray things, and then the Mac yes. came with the big green things. If you remember mm-hmm. that. Just mm-hmm. how that's evolved has just been really interesting. But we decided about 13 years ago to take our company uh, remote. So we went virtual that many years ago. Oh. And really why we did it is we had at the time two of our team members come and share that they were pregnant and they were going to be 
you know, they were going to be due eight months or mm-hmm. seven months later. And they both wanted to come back to work, but they didn't want to come back to the office. They wanted to be able to be with their ch- children, but yeah. still, you know, still have an income and still be contributing to the business. Mm-hmm. So that's when we decided, you know, what, let's try this virtual thing. And it was right around the economic downturn in 20, 2008. And the building we were in got sold. So we were suddenly found ourselves out of an office. Mm. We went into a sublease while we were going to look for a different office. And that's when this conversation about the pregnancies happened. So we thought, you know what? Let's try the virtual thing. At least let's try till the end of the year. And then that gives us a window and we can find another, you know, another office to move into. And we just loved it so much. We never went back. 13 years later. Yeah, 13 years <laughs> later, and then COVID happens. And now everybody's trying it. And mm. it's not a new thing for us. So when COVID actually happened, yes. uh, so many of our clients had not been in that space. You know, the creative talent is always you know, they, they work, especially the freelancers know yes. how to work virtually. Yes. Right? Uh, but our corporate clients specifically didn't really know how to. So we actually started putting some webinars together, a couple <gasps> of webinars for people to say, you know what, this is how you do it. We've been doing this now for at the time, 10 years. Mm-hmm. This is how you build culture. This is how you communicate. This. And so much of it goes back to values, right? Yes. So much of it goes back to you know, trusting your team, communicating with your team. So that's, that's be, what happened. Yeah. That's a fantastic story. And what I pull from that is really that sense of two things. Showing up sometimes is all you can do. Like you said, you know, the circumstances were such that we needed to try this remote thing and we're doing this, we're imagining this will happen for an extended period of time with a deadline. And then you just, you didn't, you know, you didn't know how long it would last, but you said, well, try this till the end of the year. And sometimes that's how we approach obstacles. It's not that I know how this is going to turn out. It's that I'm willing to create and try this thing that's really hard and really scary. And mm-hmm. as I get accustomed, as I build tolerance to the hard and scary, it's a little less hard and scary. And then I can share what I've gained with my colleagues. So you've created a beautiful series of circles where you did the hard thing because you had to. And now you've taken enough information in that you can pass it on to people. So just again, that we all can do hard things. We're always doing hard things. And as we can share that inspiration with colleagues and friends and family, it's just a great way to support each other. Yeah. I think that's where the adaptability comes in as well. Every person at some point in their life will have some sort of an adversity that they'll come across. That's That's just the path in life, right? Yes. Yeah. And there's, there's always a lesson learned in it for me. I may not know what that is yet. It may not come to surface until many, many years later, but there's always a story. There's always a lesson. And so I've, I have actually a, a quote here on my wall. Let me show it to you. It says, dwell in possibilities, that Emily mm. Dickens quote. And there's possibilities. We just have to be open to receiving it and just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. 
That is so fantastic. And again, I love that you're going with the flow and then you're rooting in grit because that's my language that as much as you're going with the flow, that sometimes makes people think, I don't know where I'm going to end up. But this this duality of I'm going with the flow and I'm rooted in my grit. My grit is my anchor. My grit is my foundation. How I do hard things is going to be unique to my journey. So I I love that connection you've yeah. made for us. Thank yeah. you. And I believe, and I, I, I so strongly in, believe in your message. I mean, we have to be gritty. Yes. You know, yes. life is tough. You know, there's yes. obstacles all the time. And yeah. to to learn for ourselves and through, you know, some of the practices that you talk about is how to enhance that, engage that, find that. Maybe some people don't have that and just how, how to discover that for, for ourselves is such a tool that we can use throughout our lives. Right. Yes. Yep. And that's the package. You want to know your grit, you pick your words, you want to grow your grit, do a little more in different environments and then show your grit, whether it's to yourself or to others. I'm so grateful that you've taken time to share your grit. And in conclusion, where can people find you? What are the websites you want people to check out? Where are you on social media? Just walk us through some of those spaces. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if people are interested in artisan on, on the staffing side, artisancreative.com has all the information. If people are interested in either the book or the journal that I've created, I've created a companion journal to the book, uh, which is a journey from grief toward toward growth, which mm. ties back into to my grit. Yes. Um, those are both on butterflyyears.com or on Amazon. Uh, they can find the memoir and they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, so LinkedIn slash Katy Duraghi or Duraghi. Uh, I go by both. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, should, I think I must have been the first catty on LinkedIn because it's really just LinkedIn slash catty. And you'll oh, <laughs> okay. That's fantastic. Must have been back in the day, yes. Must have been back in the day. That is a very unique name. And now we can all know where to find you. Yes. Thank you so much for your time this morning and this afternoon, depending on where you are. Just really grateful that you've taken the time to kind of get into the model and just, again, speak to that ability to do hard things. Because like you said, we are always in the space of doing hard things and it's how we choose to show up and what we remember about our skill set and our ability to reflect that are really our key tools. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about my grit and kind of awesome. just using that throughout my life. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Kat. You have an amazing rest of your day. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Grow My Grit podcast, hosted by Hayes Shepmeyer, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information about my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at Grow My Grit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review Take a screenshot of the homepage and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit.